It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Greetings. This is Akiki Deze Kabagarama, proud host of Divas That Care. I'm honored to be with this group of uh, ladies that are changing the world, talking to women all over the world and inspiring women all over the world so that we can change circumstances around us. And, you know, when you change lives of women, you change lives of men and children. As the Ghanaian proverb says, when you educate a man, you educate an individual. But when you educate a woman, you educate the whole village. And the village, of course, means the whole world. So today we are honored to have one of those women aspiring, rising to change lives all over the world. Sandra, good morning. Good morning, Akiki. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, thank you so much. We are honored to have you on this very important uh, show, Divas That Care. Can you please uh, introduce yourself to us? And I'm honored to be here and to, um, as I've been growing up, I've learned the importance of what you just mentioned, what it's like to enlighten women. And I'm so proud to be a woman. And Mm. I love to participate in empowering fellow women in any way I Mm. can. Uh, So Mm. as you mentioned, my name is Sandra Najuna. I am currently 33 years old. I okay. have lived in the United States for about eight years and three months. Uh, mm. I am originally from Uganda. My first, I guess, 23 years uh, were mm-hmm. in Uganda, in East Africa, and that's mm-hmm. where I did my first years of school and my very, very early uh, years of my uh, health career. And then I moved to the United States, and I currently hold the position of senior project manager at an HIV nonprofit called AIDS mm. Healthcare Foundation. They actually have a presence in 45 countries around the world, including, wow. of course, the United States and Uganda, which is yes. amazing because then it combines my two homes, uh, and that's yes. one of the reasons I love working for them. Uh, I currently work uh, on um, the Ryan White contract, uh, Ryan White being the money, that's provided for HIV care as a mm. payer of last resort. So that's after private insurance, after Medicare and medical, whatever is not covered in any category mm. will be covered by Ryan White for HIV care. Or if at all someone does not qualify for all the other insurances, then they'll probably receive Ryan White funding. And mm. uh, so I, I do qualify all those projects in about 25 states around the, uh, the United States, and wow. uh, that's, what I, yeah, that's what I currently do. And while I'm, I do that, I'm also pursuing a doctorate at Johns Hopkins, okay. Bloomberg 
School of Public Health. I am called, okay. I'm pursuing a, a doctorate in public health. And, mm-hmm. But besides that, I am a daughter, a sister, an aunt, <laughs> and mm-hmm. an all-round female just trying to change the world in any way I can. Yes, indeed. That is yeah. wonderful. And uh, yes, indeed, our topic for today, you know, is impacting global health system. And that's what yeah. you're doing. That is, that's what is deep in your heart. And, uh, you know, using religious uh, terms, that is your calling. And, right. Uh, that is wonderful. And, you know, yeah. what? I am honored. I have you as my first guest of May, the month of May. Oh, no. Yes, which is, you know, and we'll be celebrating, you know, uh, Mother's, you know, Mother's Day. Yeah. And yeah. Mother's, this includes all women who yeah. are doing the mothering. You know, maybe yeah. not necessarily the biological mothers, but all those who yeah. take care of us and love us and provide for us. And so I yeah. am very grateful. Actually, I yeah. wish you were around here because next Sunday I will be introducing to the public the story of my grandmother who lost her okay. entire family in battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, the book came out at the end of 2019. And so now mm-hmm. the story is going out there how this woman said the world, you know, without mm-hmm. her, I wouldn't be here alive. Uh, yeah. so anyway. Oh, yeah. That is wonderful, mm-hmm. and you have such an impressive uh, resume. Uh, right. Thank you thank for you. explaining what you do, and uh, yeah. now we know uh, most about you. Well, yeah. you didn't share that you come from a family of nine sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, oh actually, it, I may even have more, like, because when you consider that we have an extended family, and yeah. so I may yeah. be from a family of even more females. Um, uh, like yes. we were talking about it, yeah, we, uh, my mother had nine girls. Yes. My mother had nine girls, and I actually have two other sisters. Uh, my mother had nine girls, and um, uh, I'm the ninth of the girls my mother had. I'm the baby. Uh, yes. But, um, and, um, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to to live for long with my mother. My mother died when mm. I was about seven years old, uh, mm. and, and we were very close, of course, being her her baby. I I used to follow her around everywhere, and I re- I remember yes. even the last days that I just walk around everywhere with her. But yeah. to, to your point, uh, and uh, you know, a, a great thing to come out of this is that she had raised such amazing women. That mm. even when uh, I remember one of my sisters, Jolly, who you know became my mother in that regard, always explains that when I was born, uh, she was away at college, and my mother insisted that she comes back when mm. I was going to be baptized because she was going. To, she wanted my mother wanted my big sister to be my godmother, and that's yes. odd. Like you know, it's odd to have a sister be a godmother of their own sister, but my mother insisted. And I remember yes. she actually shared with me that when when my mother passed, like it was so mm. obvious in her head, the way it had been set up that my mother expected her to raise us to be mm. the same kind of women that my mother would have raised. Oh so my, my mother passed on these uh, attributes of strength and 
tenacity and, uh, you know, business and loving school and loving yes. work and loving people and community. Yes. She really passed them on to my sisters that even though I've grown mostly without my mother, I'm exactly, I think, the way my mother would have raised me because she raised yeah. women with those hmm. same attributes and they imparted all that in me. And I know uh, wow. you posted Pros on the show before. So if you're raised yes. by people like Jolly or Pros or Juliet, yes. it's hard for you not to turn out to be the kind of woman that my yes. mother was to raise nine women. Mm. <laughs> yes. yes. So, yes. so oh. our family yeah. has been about passing on the torch and passing on the torch. And right now uh, I don't have children of my own, but my nieces who are yes. my daughters, from my sisters, oh my God, they will yes. tell you that I'm very strict with them on how they should do, how they should dress, yes. what the yes. grades are like, how they treat people. Because yes. I, I also want to pass that on to them so that, you know, we keep passing it on and, you know, That's have a generation of great women. Yeah. It runs in the blood. Oh, what yes, it thing. does. Your mom yes. knew and all these others knew. Oh, my God. Actually, yes. that ties into the question I had for you. I have for you. Yes. You can add on. Uh, the question is, how have the women in your family and outside the family impacted mm-hmm. your life? You know, you've explained, um, you know, a little bit, but would you like to add on how women have yes. influenced your life in a tangible way? Yes, that's that's a very great question. Um, mm. When I guess I'll start at home, like I explained, I mm. I was raised by women that were raised by a wonderful woman, and you know what's funny is that it's until you grow, uh, you you're, you're growing older, like now that appreciative <laughs> of yes. the structure that the women in my life were mainly my sisters. I'm so yes. appreciative of the structure they fought so hard to instill in me. Because when I was younger. Yeah. And pros or Jolly, who are my sisters, who mainly raised me, when they tell yeah. me you have to be back home by this time, you need to do housework, and you have to yes. this and that, at that time it felt like, yes. why are they making my life yeah. so difficult? But now that I've grown, and the, uh, especially that I find myself in spaces where people wonder, how how are you a girl from a little village in Uganda? Yeah. And working for a top non profit or working or, uh-huh. or, or in a top mm. public health school. How did you get there? And honestly yeah. I I also don't have an explanation but yes. the explanation must be from what my sisters instilled in me. Yes. Uh, that, you know, there's no opportunity too big and then you have to really work hard if you're hired mm. somewhere. Mm. Actually most of my, my mothers or my sisters are human resource specialists for some reason. They were all yes. human resource people and they would really need the importance of um, work ethic and showing up and effective mm-hmm. communication with your boss. Uh, if mm-hmm. I tell my sister Pros that, oh, I need to be away for two weeks, but I don't know, she's like, make sure your boss knows ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. just like instilled all these things in me that at this point, like when my peers are wondering how I do certain things, it's because yes. of them instilling all these things in me. And and then uh, actually interestingly, I've almost female bosses <laughs> in my mm. entire career. I, I yes. think I can only remember one one male boss I've had in my entire career. I've had female bosses, and wow. they really paved a way, especially in the United States. Um, yeah. When I was at the University of Southern California pursuing my masters, uh, my mentor is named uh, Heather Whitley. 
She really yes. showed me everything. And she had projects in Uganda. She set me up for mm. a career in public health. And this yes. is someone that you, you completely, she, we just met and she, we, she decided to mentor me. We've been uh, friends to date and we partner, we, even, even right now we partner in a lot of things that she does. But, and then my yes. current boss is female as well. Her name is Julie. So I benefited so much from being yes. surrounded by women and, and even not just bosses, even like the people I surround myself with. Uh, yeah. Typically, uh, for you to be a close friend, you're probably one of those women that empowers yeah. women and is a yeah. strong woman. Uh, those are the kind of wow. females I like to surround myself with. So uh, it's all femininity for me. <laughs> and that I, so value, I, I value that yeah. so much, yeah. That is wonderful. And as you were talking, I was laughing. I'm sure you saw your sisters as real, real old and boring. You know, and boring. At that time, Why yeah. are they trying <laughs> to spoil your family? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now, I appreciate but now, but now that I'm glad they did that. Yes. yes, you're saying angels, angels, you know, with wisdom. Yes. And, I, oh and now, yes. we, are, we are now very close friends. Actually, when I was younger, they really were like my moms and they're like all over there. Right now, yes. pretty much yes. all my sisters are some of my closest friends and I spend a lot yes. of time on the phone with them, seeking guidance yes. or even, you know, giving guidance. So, Yes. At that time, they were like, oh, my God. But now, yes. I, my best friend. <laughs> That's right. Even children yes. will say, get a life, mom. You are so yes. boring. You are me bored. Yeah. And, yeah. But later on, it's like, oh, they my appreciate. God. Look at yeah. me here. Yeah. So that's yeah. wonderful. And you've already covered how you are inspiring other women, you know, I'm sure yeah. you are passing on the same skills to your nieces right. and those outside in the community. Oh my yeah. goodness, I am so yeah. grateful. And so, Thank how you. do you get time to do all those things that you do that are listed ah. on your resume and some not? Right, right. Some mm. that have not mentioned. Um. Uh. Well. I guess, like uh, most scholars have mentioned, uh, work-life balance is a myth sometimes. Mm, yeah. uh, but I, I, I would like to say, I think as I've grown older, like I mean, uh, there are certain managerial skills you learn, and then you start applying them, applying them in your own life, uh, and that's mm. like prioritizing. I, I mm-hmm. do mm. a lot of prioritizing. Uh, mm-hmm. I forget the scholar that had. Um, there's a quadrant that has like important, least important, urgent, and least urgent. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then they show you. I mean, I wish I had a way of showing you physically, but like they show you like what item is very important and very urgent. Mm-hmm. And that, that's mm-hmm. what you start with. And if something is very mm-hmm. urgent but not important, it's a second. You know. So, so like I actually do apply a lot of such managerial things in my life. And uh, and as I've I've grown older, like I will tell you, I prioritize family. If mm. a family member calls me in the middle of a meeting of class, I'm I'm at least going to attend to them and find out. But you mm. know, besides that, so so once I prioritize, I know I'm going to make time for work. I mm. I prioritize mentorship so much because yeah. I feel like yes. it's very important to give back. So I will yeah. actually have a day that's dedicated. Uh, I usually use like Fridays that are dedicated to reviewing people's resumes or 
or if I had yeah. to do a phone call, you know, something regarding mentorship or write, um, sometimes I'm asked to write recommendation letters. I, so yeah. I, I plan my time and prioritize, make sure there's time enough, uh, majorly for families, then for my family and those that are around me that depend on me. Once mm-hmm. I'm able to do that, then I, I fit in the work. And mm. um, maybe I'll say this too, and maybe for anyone that's considering like higher education out there, I always mm. tell people that these, uh, as you as you grow as you grow on your in your career, you mm. actually start getting positions where you're paid not just for what you do, but for who you are. So mm. I feel like my position is more like um, I'm expected to attend a meeting and give an opinion compared mm. to me just like you know. Uh, spending a lot of time completing reports. Uh, that's not mainly yeah. my position. My, so for that, because of that, I actually do not spend so much time doing yeah. my job. Because yeah. th- does that make sense? I don't spend a lot of time doing yeah. my job. It, it, I do it, it, my yeah, job diligently, yeah. but yeah. I don't spend a whole lot of time doing my job because a lot of roles, uh, my boss mm. has taught me to automate them. Uh, if, yeah. a, if a report is required, I will have IT set it up to be automated so that I don't spend mm. a lot of time doing reports. I spend mm-hmm. more time thinking, which is yeah. what I'm paid for. Then, yeah. then of course, I chip. I, when I, when I, I started my doctorate, I won't lie to you, some weeks are overwhelming. And then yes. I'm not. So if a week is not yes. overwhelming, then I find time and I visit friends. And oh, I do a lot of community work as well, and I'll probably explain as we yes. go on. Um, uh, which is organizing health fairs or health events or, you know, mm-hmm. just attending to people that have questions about healthcare in the, in the immigrant community uh, of Uganda. Yeah. So, yes. you know, I don't know. So, again, yeah. work life balance is amazing there and you get it done. Yes. That is wonderful. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I appreciate you. And you just started too. Oh, my God, there's a whole future <laughs> waiting a whole lot for you. And you've accomplished so much. So let yeah. me ask you this question that is specifically related to women. As we yeah. know, there are systems out there. You as mm-hmm. an individual mm-hmm. may be accomplished. You have your ambitions. You have what you feel you are called to do. But we also yeah. know that systems are there that can close mm-hmm. doors in your face. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, gender is one of those variables that causes yeah. uh, women to even back off right from childhood, you know. Right. And so however right. accomplished you are, there is a mm-hmm. system that may not even mm-hmm. think about you as capable of doing that. So right. how do you address those system issues? I'm sure when you go, you know, to Africa and other places, yeah. and even in the United States. So as an accomplished mm-hmm. woman, as you said, as a thinker, you want to impact the world, but yeah. there are also systems out there. So how do you address those? The glass ceiling, oh, that's, you know, you claim the climb, but then you find it's a glass ceiling stopping you yeah. from getting where you need to go. Right. Oh, that mm. is that is a, a great question that I'm even thinking of a way to approach it. Um, mm. um, so I, I guess I would start with, uh, first of all, like even before I went into public health or even as part of my journey in public health, my mm. background is in statistics. So I'm a mathematician. Um, yes. And... I, I don't know about the United States, but where I, I in school in Africa, 
yes. when you went to the science classes or the math classes, you mostly found uh, boys or men. It was rare to find girls in there. Yeah. So I actually, yes, one of those male-dominated fields, and yeah. I, 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 I had to figure out my position in a very male-dominated field growing up because there were not mm-hmm. a lot of people doing mathematics. Uh, and I'm talking mm-hmm. like having mathematics as your major uh, for yeah. bachelor's. Like that's all you're doing, math. So the, yeah. the professors were male, the classmates mm-hmm. were male. And yes. I remember, uh, I, I guess in, in a weird way, like when you're growing up, you haven't yet fully understood, or at least at that time yeah. I hadn't fully understood that Sometimes like that can be a hindrance, and yes. which brings me to my first point of how I address this one representation. And at that mm. point, uh, when I realized, especially when I went to Makere University for my bachelor's, mm-hmm. I realized we have such few whoa, women whoa, in this whoa, field. Whoa, that's my yeah. university. Hey, welcome, yes. welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, so at that point, I felt it was important for me to represent, which is my first point, representation. Oh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. You need to find, because like even in my family, we had not had a lot of females that were pursuing mathematics careers. I was like, mm-hmm. great, so now I'm going to be the first one for my nieces to see that this is something that's possible. Uh, and yes. uh, when you find yourself in a position as a female or in a male-dominated field, you have mm. to represent. Now, it, it, it's, you know, that extra pressure on you to make sure that no. you do your work diligently, you succeed. Yes. I, I, you know, sat on the tables. Uh, like, uh, and I feel like eventually I did under respect of my peers and they were not mm-hmm. looking at me as a female, but as, mm-hmm. uh, as, as just, you know, a fellow mathematician and, when it was time yeah. to excel, we excelled. If I had a problem, I approached them. And, you know, uh, and then, of yeah. course, as you grow older, then you become aware of the systemic um, barriers uh, to being a female, even that comes. And something as simple as, you know, like if you have, have a baby or you have to take time off because yeah. that, you know, it's that time of the month and you're not feeling well. Or, you know, just, yes. or, or is, a, is, a, is a workplace built? Um, recently one of my workmates was returning to work and she had been off maternity leave and she needed to pump. Do we mm. have a workplace that's built for her to take off that time to mm. pump without mm-hmm. affecting mm-hmm. her duties? And then mm-hmm. with that, I will bring it to the second point, which is advocacy. If you are female, or, or, or mm. the times I've been a female and I realize that there's a systemic mm. barrier at my workplace and mm-hmm. you have to speak out. You say mm-hmm. we need a place where someone can go and pump or we need, uh, yeah. we need time off. I had New Zealand these days give, um, I think, that, I mean, first of all, they have extensive maternity leave, uh, but they also okay. give time off if it's that time of the month and someone feels like they don't have to show up and they would like to stay in the comfort of their homes, you know? Yes. Uh, so I, I, I've learned to advocate. If there's something that I feel like mm. is not going to be a barrier for me as a woman, even yeah. if it's going to be an inconvenience for me to speak up, I will speak up yeah. because the women that are coming after me will appreciate yes. that I set up something that helps uh, yes. that helps them become more comfortable. And then, yeah. uh, and then uh, uh, like, uh, and I guess I'll end with a point of um, representation, but then at a higher level, this is that uh, the higher you go on a career level and you get to the point where you're making decisions, then mm. now you even take your representation more seriously because, um, mm. You want we, we want to have healthcare boards where every every healthcare board needs to have a female on there for sure, and even mm. you know then even represent all these other marginalized groups. And when you're on there, you make sure you check in with your fellow women and find mm-hmm. out what are the recent what are the recent trends that are affecting us, and then you address yes. them. 
So, so yes. it's, that's, that's how I plan to do it going forward. Like, uh, being yes. very cognizant of my position as a female in a yes. place of influence and making sure yes. that I speak out for my people, for them yes. to be as comfortable as our male counterparts. Yes, so. that's wonderful. And you know yeah. that when certain talent is not included, you know, our right. world suffers. Many of the global issues we face today and national issues are because right. of, of that simple fact. We haven't heard right. from certain voices. Right. And mm-hmm. are we suffering? Yes, we are. So I appreciate yes. that. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, yeah. Those are the things that we are involved. we should get involved in. And change mm-hmm. our world. That's why, you know, yeah. I love working with divas that care and other yeah. organizations and even just, just planting some there. Or even just right. being there, being seen, just there. Being seen. Someone mm-hmm. says, oh, my God, someone is there. How did she get mm-hmm. there? You know? Yes. Maybe I'll add just a little bit to that. that I, I'm not saying that like it's easy. I've yeah, been so many circumstances as of a woman course. that, uh, yeah. for instance, let's say you, like even when you're in a relationship and sometimes mm-hmm. like when you're a uh, quote-unquote empowered woman, uh, especially yes. in the African context, you're seen to oh, be yeah. one that will not be submissive. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. you're going to that, that girl, she's going to give you such a hard time. I or, know. you know, you're, you know, a lot of times when as a woman you're forced to, 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 to belittle yourself supposed to be belittling yourself to fit in a circumstance and oh. and those are the waters we have to navigate as women and that doesn't yes. mean shrinking ourselves but taking up our spaces and showing yes. men that there's actually a benefit in having an empowered woman like yes that's right that's uh, right you know. so i don't oh, I mean, say that because about, it's easy yeah yeah you're talking about not uh, women you know i grew up in africa i mean i had right. uh, actually three statements one was right. someone said actually you know graduate of the university if an african woman becomes president i will leave the continent right and, uh, and guess what what i told him i said i'd be glad to be there to say bye to you you know <laughs> yes. Yes. i mean i i remember hearing Oh, I don't want parliament in my house. An educated woman right. will bring parliament. Educa- yes. Oh, my God. Oh, and, so and many. you'll be surprised we still have such mentalities. Like, oh, you'll yes. be surprised that all these years later we still have such mentalities. And, and, yes. so, uh, and, uh, and I proudly, I always say, like, I'm proudly who I am. And uh, yes. if you stay around me long enough, you'll see what the benefits are. And I'm not going oh, to apologize or explain oh, myself. Oh. Uh, and yes. again, that ties back to growing up in a in a family of strong women, yes. so that yes. you know, then you learn that no, I have sisters. I see them; they're strong and they're good mothers, yes. they're good wives. Yes. So, yes, yes, yes. And I had one guy say, "Well, I am the one who wears pants in my house, in this and family. I know what that Wow. Right. What have fun? well anyway it some of it is, is I mean, it's kind of you have to laugh. You have to have a sense of humor right. there. You have but to have then the gentlemen who have really accepted and to work with educated women and they see what benefits. And I keep yes. on saying that, you know what? We are not after competing or letting you down. Right. In fact we'll uplift right. you. 
You see what right. I mean? You know, the women think differently. You know? We do. Uh, so that useless competition, who wants it? Who has time for it? You know? So more and more, some people are getting, you know, a little change, yeah. but there is still yeah. work to do, as we know. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I wish we could go on and on and on and on. I know. <laughs> question. All this yeah. work you're doing, and, um, you know, in Africa also, and you have yeah. Africa, you know, that's your passion there, and it's mine mm-hmm. too, you know, but we can talk about that later. However, mm-hmm. how would you like our listeners to help you in your work? If someone who is listening and says, oh, I want to take up that course, what would you like them to do? So right mm-hmm. now, uh, like I mentioned, I'm partnering with my mentor, um, mm-hmm. uh, Heather Whitley. She started uh, an organization with her son called Ray United FC. Mm-hmm. It started mm-hmm. as a football uh, a football um, championship, but we turned it into a non-profit, and that mm-hmm. was Ray United FC. And I'll, I'll, I'll share that website with you. Uh, that's mm-hmm. uh, it's one of the organization where, organizations we are using to to do work in Africa, in Uganda, tackling so many public health topics. And mm. I will also mention that um, AIDS Healthcare Foundation, whose website is AIDSHealth.org, it mm. does so much work in Africa. And because I already work with them, I'm always like, you know, working, you know, figuring out opportunities to partner with them in, in Africa as yeah. well. And then, yeah. and then even through my school, Johns Hopkins, uh, I haven't established a website per se, but even like the whole, um, I'm going to write my dissertation surrounding health systems in Africa and how we can solve, um, how we can solve some of the problems that, you know, with a dissertation, you figure out one problem and try to solve it. And yeah. right now I'm working with my advisor to, 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 to work on that. And, and even then maybe the last thing I'll talk about, again, no website, but, I partner with the Uganda, the, the Uganda, California, the, uh, okay, I forget what it's called, but it's a community of Ugandans in Southern California, the acronym is UCOC, to make sure mm. that the Ugandans here that have just recently arrived and that are immigrants are taken care of, and yeah. I address their health issues, uh, not just so these days, I understand it's not just the Ugandans in Uganda. Even the, the Ugandans that are just arriving here, you know, need help addressing health issues. So if someone yeah. can send me an email, I can definitely send them information on how they can be involved. Because some of them are not on websites because we're yes. still making progress, but we are definitely yes. doing a lot of work with those four yes. organizations. Oh, sure. Yes. And you can send um, whatever extra information you have to me, and then mm-hmm. I will make sure that uh, you know it's you know it's available that our you know our viewers can see this information yeah. and that is yeah. wonderful okay yeah. okay yeah well 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 i appreciate this time uh, yeah. with you and good luck in all that you do thank, thank you, you so much and thank you so much us. for having me i'm so thank honored you. i'm so honored to be hosted Yes, thank oh, you very much. Thank you. Do you have just a second before we close? 
Do you have uh-huh. any specific uh, question you want me to ask you? Or would you like to add on anything, you know, that maybe yes. I left out? Yes. Uh, well, I will add that I'm grateful for platforms like this because, mm. you know, that's really all we need as women. Platforms like this where we talk about some of these things because like, it's until you're asking me some of these questions that I even realized I'm doing some of this work. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful for platforms like yours, uh, Diversified Care, where women empower each other and share what they're doing and and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and you know that it has actually inspired me to be more vocal about what I do as a woman, especially to women. <laughs> and you know, yeah. my as many women educated and as many women on these um, on, on, on in places of influence and places of power, uh, mm-hmm. so that they can then be part of the decision making and will see a world that understands that women have, of course, definitely the same capabilities, but. Women are more compassionate, so we'll definitely see mm. a more compassionate world, a more effective world. And mm-hmm. I'm just excited about being a woman and partnering with organizations like yours and being part of platforms like this to share Wonderful. my story and to listen to other stories from everywhere. Yeah, so thank you so much. I'm honored for oh, being host today. Wonderful. We're honored to have you. And yes. uh, good luck in everything you do. And we'll keep in touch. I'm, Thank I'm you also so much. trying to assemble, you know, resources of women out there since you, you stayed yeah. in Uganda for a while. I've been here for almost 40 years now. It's so right. maybe we'll get some contacts that can, you know, that we can work with uh, on a larger right. scale and uh, do right. great things. Change, change I'm, history. I'm Change the whole world, you know. Yes. Yes. One woman at a time, yes. Indeed, that's right. Okay. Uh, You have a good Sunday. Uh, Thank you so much. Have a good Sunday as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.